Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father. What's up, Jason? How's it going? I'm doing pretty well. What? How are you, dude? How's everything going with your kids and everything? Good? It is. Uh, it's like I'm juggling like three kids at one time, and then I run down here and I have to start the podcast. That's how it Nightmare, is. It's huh? insane. <laughs> But it's all good. It's a blessing from God, bro. It's a blessing from God. And I'm so I feel so blessed and happy, dude. Um, I'm I'm super happy. But today, guys, we have like, you know, this is like so, so vastly important. Um, Our our guest today is going to be Dave Gardner. Uh, We're going to be going over it. We're going to be exposing the new age. Okay, guys, this is like something that is man. Once he told me about this subject, I really was um, really excited because I started realizing stuff about people that are close to me really close to me and some people that I've actually been on podcasts with and everything, man. So Dave Gardner, how are you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, Josh and Jason, uh, thanks for having me back. So, uh, we, I, we, we appreciate having you, bro. Seriously, man. Yes, you, uh, I would like to say something though, Dave, you always make me think about my, the subject that you're bringing up and you, and you always make me think about, cause you like to use the word as, as your guide, like, Okay, if I'm gonna, like you said, we were talking about this earlier. If you're gonna battle something, you're gonna have to, you have your anchor's gotta be the word. So when you use the word, and I'm starting to look all this stuff up and start getting into it, you're like, man, look, anybody listen to us that's that follows us, that 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 is gonna hear this message, you have to understand that that you have to don't believe what we say, don't believe what Dave says, don't believe what Josh says, don't believe what Chuck Missler says, don't believe what Robert Breaker says, whatever these guys say to tell you, don't believe it. Study the book for yourself and come to your own conclusion. But don't get don't get so blindly to the fact that you start leading yourself into false doctrines. Yep. So let me that that brings me to this. Okay, I'm going to go over my verse uh, since, you know, the last two podcasts. I apologize, guys. We, we get right into the podcast. Let me just go through the verse that I think would, would definitely. Uh, I think we should pray before we get into the word right now. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Actually, somebody uh, somebody actually asked me for a prayer, bro. Uh, I they they wanted me to say a prayer. I'm glad you brought that up, man, because see, I just hop right in and, and just try to go. Um, we talk about the word. We should get into prayer. They uh, let's see what they were saying, dude. They They asked me to say this exact prayer actually they they wanted some prayer for all right let's see um i don't know what your real name is because this is just like your username i think um but i'm gonna go ahead and just uh start this out with this man um it's uh your your username on this i on iphone is i i i love it's i i l l o v v e u so it just says um So I'm going to go ahead and pray this, man. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I uh, pray that you please protect us and help us to understand and remind us to never fear any of these religions or any of these institutions or or Satan or no fear, Lord. Please just, just help us to not have any fear. Help us to be able to explain this thoroughly help us to be able to uh, uh, help people realize that the Bible is the only truth you know, and that you, God, are the one and only God, um, and your son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross for our sins. Help us to just really hit this home because this is important because some people are half Christian, half New Age, 
And this stuff is bleeding into our churches, Lord. So please help us. I know that you gave us an awesome person that you introduced us to, David Gardner, to, to, to be able to explain this. And, and please just help us to uh, explain this as gracefully, professionally. And um, also, uh, let's, let's, just, let's hit this out of the park. Thank you, Lord. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, that's a good prayer, dude. All right. Let me just uh, let me just start out with this. This I think this is great, man. First Timothy four verses one through five, guys. It's gonna be now the spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and in uh, hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with the hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Okay. Doctrines of demons and, and deceiving spirits is what I, I think is what really hits home with me on, on what we're about to talk about. Okay, guys. Um, so the new age, okay, it's, it's been around for about 50 years. Uh, it was, it was uh, popularized by Alice Bailey, who followed the teachings of Helena Blavatsky, who was a Russian author uh, and the, Theosophical Society in 1875, okay? But really, these beliefs started way back in Genesis 3, okay? At the fall of man. What happened is, uh, the serpent was cut. This, this is the verses I'll just read. Now the serpent was cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the, the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, For you will surely not die. For God knows that in the day you eat of your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That's when these uh, that's when I think this beliefs started because they want you to be like God. And that's what they try to have you do. There's an umbrella. OK, I want, I'm going to have Dave come in in one sec. I just want to go over this real quick. There's an umbrella, guys, of beliefs, new age beliefs. And I'm going to I'm going to show you what the umbrella includes. And if and if Dave has any to add, please add these in. OK. The tarot cards, psychic readings, holistic healing, Reiki, mysticism, Gnosticism, witchcraft, sorcery, paganism, pantheism, esoteric practices, occultism, yoga, surprising for some people, but yes, yoga, divination, meditation, reincarnation, astral projection. The, there is more to this, but those are just the ones that I studied. Also, the law of attraction. That one is big. That book, The Secret, that is one that is big. So that's kind of my introduction. Um, and I want, to, I want to go ahead and have Dave go ahead and take over. And, and I have some more stuff. I mean, some crazy stuff in notes. But go ahead, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Um, I, you actually uh, took some of the stuff that I was going to share right off the bat. I took, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. The same, yeah, we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to lay the groundwork and that's where it comes from because that, that lie is repackaged in Gnosticism. It's repackaged in the new age. And so ye will be like gods. And I think eventually where you get in the book of revelation at the very end, that is the final earth beast empire, I think is the new age. So I'm going to take a little bit of a, a different spin on it and to sift through the false doctrines uh, you have to fundamentally have the doctrines of Christ down. 
and I've realized this just in my studies in the last couple of years through uh, the different theologies within the church. If you don't have the doctrine, the basic doctrines of Christ down first, then you'll end up in some sort of error. So uh, before the night's through, I'd really like to prove, uh, you know, who Christ is now in his role and who Satan is now in his role. And when we get that down, uh, the New Age stuff will come out real uh, easy. So yeah, in the garden, ye shall be as gods. Um, the loose, now, how does this fit into the book of Revelation and the Luciferian dialectic that I touched on uh, last show a little bit, right? So when you, when you get to Pike, I discussed Pike's Three World Wars letter, that dialectic that he spells out there, right? And he was, you know, uh, contemporary of Helena Blavatsky's same uh, time period, right? And so he laid out the three world wars. He came about a hundred years after Adam Weishaupt. So their, their theology and their plan is evolved slowly. And you can just call it the Luciferian uh, conspiracy or the Luciferian, and it's a dialectic. So a lot of us don't see it because you have the dark, the obvious dark, which is the current new world order, the great reset, uh, the bad bankers and all that stuff. And they're going to collapse it. They're in the process of starting to burning it down. And they're going to replace it with something that's packaged that looks really, really good. But not until after there's a, a social cataclysm that, that they initiate. And people like Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey, uh, I think she died in 1949. But she, she coined 2025 as the year that the final social cataclysm would start so you know mm. here we are on the doorstep of, of some of this stuff yeah uh, so i want to share one ver a couple verses i shared them last time but i think they're fundamental for anybody to be seeing through these things because satan uh disguises himself as an angel of the light but let me repeat for second corinthians chapter 11 verse 12 through 15 and uh he says for Actually, it's uh, verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of the light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So Satan's apostles disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. It's mm -hmm. the Wolf in sheep's clothing, the so, false teachers. You, uh, get Ken, this you got that. Over. You got like Kenneth Copeland. You got people like that, which I'm, I mean, no offense. I'm not trying to name names. Those, we got, yeah. That, Those are the obvious ones. Obvious not, ones. Yeah. The not so obvious ones get even harder and harder and harder. <laughs> I remember <laughs> last show. We were, <laughs> some people were hitting me up about that show we did. I was like, oh, they're like, who do you think about this guy? What do you think about that? And I'm just like, oh, it's, yeah, it, you're right. They Very can, hard to see. Send, but. Yeah, they can send me a message. I'll ferret through it. But it, I mean, if you do some research, you'll you'll find like the Southern Baptist Association. Seventy percent of them are Freemasons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Al Mohler, uh, John McCarthy, all those guys are all Freemasons. OK, and you can unwind the deception with all of them with the basic doctrines of Christ. And we will cover that tonight. Now, Revelation 13, 11 is the, is the earth beast, the second beast, right? You got the sea beast, then you got the earth beast. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb. The Geneva translation, remember, says like the lamb mm. and speak as a dragon. Yeah. So here again, 
the final false prophet earth beast looks like a lamb looks like, like jesus yes like how jesus probably the picture that they actually the, the right. one that they actually paint but right? love he'll become love yeah love and peace and people people accept that they're like oh man see this is what right. Je- this is what jesus is he's love he's peace you're gonna accept these false doctrines these false christ because you're already accepting different different ways of 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 of, of worship and, and 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 different doctrines this is this is awesome bro. this is a good this is a good it's a good subject i'm glad you said that jason because because the doctrine the gospel of the new age is love of course they yeah. redefine love because the bible says you know love is is uh truth right yeah you love people in truth spirit and in truth and uh so love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Yes. So uh, real quick before I die, I want to point to, because they invert. So that's what you got to understand about the occult. They invert everything. So uh, you mentioned Helena Blavatsky. So I'm going to go back to her. She's 19th century. Uh, she was a co-founder of the uh, theological theosophy. theosophy <laughs> it's hard right? to say. Yeah. <laughs> theosophical <laughs> society. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Right. 1875. Right. And this is the era of Pike. Right. Pike wrote his uh, letter for the three world wars in 1871. Mm. She says her her big key is the God upside down. Right. And this quote is out of her book called The Secret Doctrine. And she also wrote a book called Isis Unveiled, I think was her first work. But this one real quick, it says once the key to Genesis is in our hands. Right. The scripture that you just read. Yes. Yes. Right. Once that key of Genesis is in our hands, it is the scientific and symbolical Kabbalah, which unveils the secret that the great serpent of the Garden of Eden and the Lord God are identical. And so are Jehovah and Cain one. And that Cain is referred to in theology as the murderer and the liar to God. So they've they've inverted, right? Uh They've inverted it. So when you understand that inversion, when they use the terms Jesus, because Jesus is the man in the new age, but it's just, we can become like him, right? He showed us the way to become, they don't, they don't deny his divinity. No, they just say we, we can follow him. He showed us they, the way. Yeah. They say that they say that Jesus, be. they say that Jesus is like an ascended master. He, they, they, they don't, they don't, what they say is he reached a spiritual level that made him divine, but they don't believe that he's the actual son of God. You see well, what we, I mean? When, so, when you read, but when you read that that verse with uh, with 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 Eve talking to the to the serpent, who lies first though? Who lies first to that serpent? Dude? The father Who's, of all lies. He lies first though. She's she's the the, de- the devil uses what God said, but she lied first. She said, "But if we surely touch it, if we even touch it, we'll die." And certain, then the Satan saying goes, oh, all right, well, she's already lying about it. She already wants to touch it. She already wants to feel it. I got her right now. She, she spit, he spit game to her. And if she was acting like she was the man, she was going out there and trying to be the man of the garden. If Adam was there, this would have never happened. And then, then you get, that's how you get women. A, a lot of, uh, a lot of the, a lot of cults that are like made in, in this new age stuff. This is which I've called a cult is made by a woman. And because women should not be teaching doctrines like that, because they are they are easily 
because the devil already duped them. They, they feel like they're easily more duped. I'm not trying to say anything against women, but you, mm. you when, when they start acting as the man and you start taking over the role of the man, the Satan already duped you. He didn't dupe the man. He, Adam oh. went into it will feel will willingly. Paul even says he, he went into it willingly. He knew he went in for love. That's why when God shows mercy on us, he sees that like, okay, we went for love. And now the new age is thinking like, okay, Jesus Christ died. Yes. He died for our sins, but I also follow, you know, if I manifest, if I'm Christ-like, if I think my Christ conscious, I have this Christ conscience and I'm Christ, I can manifest things. I could have a, a vision board and look at it and stare at it and get what I want because Jesus did that. And I'm just like, God is in me. Jesus is in me. I should be able to, to manifest things as Jesus did. And you start getting to a, you're the God. Now you're the one that, that rules everything. And you're like, yeah, that's exactly Instead, that big time. And that is so, a false doctrine. That's a so, horrible doctrine to get into. So here, here we go. I'm going to quote from Alice Bailey and she's going to say exactly what you just uh, were accusing her of there. <laughs> Quote, uh, the externalization of the hierarchy, this is a book that she wrote, written by Alice Bailey, she lived from 1880 to 1949, was an ascended master in the occult. She communicated with a demonic being named Master Jawal Kal, who instructed Bailey and her followers to, quote, prepare men for the reappearance of the Christ. Of course, this is referring to the father of lies, the Antichrist, and is the same New World Order plan we are witnessing unfold today. Beware of gatekeepers and the false prophets who will only lead you astray. Quote from Bailey, the coming struggle will emerge within the churches themselves. It will also be precipitated by the enlightened elements who exist in fair numbers already. She's writing this in 1949, or she died in 1949, and are rapidly growing in strength through the impact of human necessity. The fight will then spread to thinking men and women everywhere who, in a protest revolt, have denied Orthodox Christianity and theology. Okay. Yeah. And uh, she wrote uh, 24 books. She's the founder of what was Lucifer Publishing in the 1920s, and then they oh. renamed it Lucius, the Lucius Trust. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Man, I'm not even studying this stuff this hard, and I'm calling it right there. And I'm not even look, I'm looking. I'm not even looking into this stuff as hard as a lot of people are really getting into it. And I'm and yeah. I'm just and I'm just saying what, what they're actually doing. And I don't even. Yeah, look it's so yes. how so how does this play into you know what we're looking at now? Okay, and you'll see that uh, there's a lot of there are several pastors now you know speaking out against you know modern Israel, that the Israel of God is the people of God, those in Christ, and so on and so forth. So they're, they're starting to expose this a little more than they, they did 10, 20 years ago. And so they're prepping certain groups of people for certain things. But let me read through Pike's World War III dialectic again, and I think it will start to make sense. Uh, World War III must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the agentur of the Illuminati between the political Zionist, that's state of Israel, and the leaders of the Islamic world, the war must be conducted in such a way that Islam, the Muslim Arabic world, and political Zion, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. Okay, their plan is to 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 take down uh, the state of Israel eventually in this dialectic. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion. 
we shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists and we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm, which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute atheism, origin of savagery and of the most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere the citizens obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries who will exterminate those destroyers of civilization. That's dark new world order, right? We're mm -hmm. gonna turn and we're gonna rebel against it and defeat it. And the multitude disillusioned with Christianity whose deistic spirits will from that moment be without compass or direction, anxious for an ideal, but without knowing where to render its adoration will receive the pure, the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, mm -hmm. finally brought out in the public view this manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement, which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the this, same time. Exactly. So the, yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt. Yes. Yeah, so I think you see it. So the, the, the new age is the Luciferian doctrine that's going to be coming out. It is the false light new world order that follows the destruction of the dark new world order. The dark new world order is built by the bankers and the secret societies. They built it, so Satan built it. It's his toy, but that's Satan. And he's going to, you know, first he destroyed the old world with the kings and Orthodox Christianity, ushered in the dark new world order through the modern banking system and the modern conspiracy. Now it's time, they had the dialectic going. Now it's time to burn the whole thing down and replace it with the next reappearance of Christ. So the coming Christ of the new age is everybody getting the next level of initiation. So they look at Jesus Christ as historical Christ who became divine through his, his sufferings and showed us the way. So the, the Christ is gonna come again and give us the next revelation so that we could then ascend to his level and be like God's too. So yeah, it's the same old Garden of Eden wide repackaged, but this is mm -hmm. coming and they've, they've infiltrated the churches with false doctrines so people don't know who Jesus is and the role of Satan. So that's what I really want to iron out tonight. And I do want to go back and quote from Alice Bailey's book uh, eventually because there, there's some- I also say something before you, before you move on, Dave, to the next part. I also feel like when you start to uh, have these new translations of the Bible coming out, like kind of like, this, is, this feels like the 1970s, like when the Jesus- don't, don't, don't get me wrong, the Jesus freaks came out with the hippies and they started getting like, hey, love, man, it's just peace, love. And, and they started spreading a different type of doctrine and, and then they started putting it into the, like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to talk crap on this because these are good pastures. But if you see it in uh, the harvest type of thing, you get a new harvest Bible. Yes, it's a new Bible written kind of like the way they want to read it, the way they want to tell you, it takes it away from the deity of Jesus Christ. It takes away from Pastor the, Greg Laurie. Is that who you're talking about? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say it, dude. But well, he's he's but you gotta understand. He's guys. Guy, he has the harvest, bro. I mean, it's. I know it's great, but it's the mustard seed that grew into a big old tree. Everybody takes this verse of the Bible. I don't. I forgot where it's at, but it says when the mustard seed that that grows into a big tree, right? And then the and then the fowls of the air start chilling in it right i don't know if i forgot what i, I know david probably know that verse of the bible you know that verse is <laughs> i i think it's like in matthew 13 yes yeah, so people take it as that that that, that mustard seed is, is like your faith you shouldn't know that mustard seed is a tree a great tree that's an abomination that's like you, that that's not supposed to happen a mustard seed's not supposed to grow into a big tree and all the fowls of the air are 
They're like the they're like the homies, the workers of Satan. That's what the birds are an idiom in the in the Bible for for like Satan. So if you see if you read this and you see that, this is what I'm getting at. When the church starts getting so big, you have people go, Are you Christian? You're like, Yeah, I'm Christian, but what Christian are you? Are you are you are you Seventh-day Adventist? Are you uh Latter-day Saints? Are you uh Catholic? Are you uh you're like getting all this like, whoa, dude. I'm just, I just have a basic, this is why I say I just have a basic faith. I'm not really Christian. I'm not, everyone says I'm Christian and so I'm getting away from that because it's a denomination. It's on the political platform. It's on the financial platform. That's why I'm just going to stay away from that word. I'm just have my relationship with Jesus Christ and God and how I'm doing it is I want to teach my kids the same way. It starts in the home and try not to accept these, these, these false doctrines, but it really does when you brought in that church that get your different man-made rules and you start accepting traditions that aren't supposed to be accepted. You start to, you know, come up with your own way to worship God. And that's not, you start coming up with your own way to worship. And it's not, that's how you're not supposed to do it. You're supposed to give your best, your sacrifice, your all that. But now God did that for you. He paid, Jesus Christ paid that, that toll for you. You found a way to do that. But when you're accepting other doctrines, you're basically poking the finger in the eye of God. You're saying, you're a liar. You lied. And God is, God delights so- the lights on so the yeah, the, so basically, so basically, the new age religion is going to be praying the preparing the way, like you were talking about, Dave, for the antichrist. So he's going to come in the spirit of love and peace. He's going to be like honey to the ears. You know, he will perform miracles. All these new age believers that Dave is talking about is going to be falling for this. And dude, including Dave, I was on that show. I think I sent it to you. This gentleman that was on the show. He was, he, I, I didn't really put my finger on it. I'm like, what is this guy? But he was talking about the God of the old Testament is, is Lucifer. And that, and that, you know, and that Jesus is, he said, he did believe in Jesus. He said that the whole Bible was rewritten by the Romans. He was trying to tell me exactly what you were saying, Dave. And he was also telling me that every single person on this entire earth is going to go to heaven. Every person, because my God, he says, his God is love. His God would never let anybody go to go to go to hell, right? All this stuff he was telling me, bro, is exactly what I've been studying this this last week that that Dave actually introduced me to, which I appreciate. But this is this is the thing, guys. You do not want to be in that category of falling for you know the false messiah or the antichrist because in the first in the beginning he's going to come in the spirit of love and people are going to feel like, hey, this is it, this is Jesus, he's back. But they're not reading Revelation. Jesus is coming back to judge. He's coming back on a pale white horse, ready to judge the nations. Not not to come here in love and just be like he already came in love before. It's Didn't different now. Him. And then yeah. he came to he came to his Go own. Ahead, Dave. It was not accepted. I think Dave Dave wanted to talk on that. Go ahead. Yeah, I was I was going to say that before they introduce this, and that's the part of the dialectic. So he's not just going to show up in today's world. Okay, there's going to be a final social cataclysm. There's going to be massive death, massive uh, uprising. There's going to be the entire economy is going to be crashed. Okay, and then they're going to usher in. They're going to offer up a package that sounds really good. Nasara, Jastara. It's it's a it's a reset. It's the the great reset is part of the dark new world order. The quantum reset is a part of the light new world order solution, you know, currency backed by gold and one-time debt jubilee and everything else after, after three plus years of absolute hell, right? They're going to put us through. So that's what they're kind of planning. Now, if you understand, I went through the Davidic covenant last time and why that was so important, but the basic doctrines of Christ, I'm not going to go into all the scripture, but I'm just going to lay it out real quick. Uh, Jesus 
Christ is, is the word of God, right? In John 1, he is the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, right? So he is the word, and all things were created by God through the word, the spoken word, the word, right. everything was created. All things were created through Christ. So he is God. He is the creator. He existed before the world did. Okay, he is an ever existing one. He claimed I am right. It is part of the Trinity doctrine. You can't go through the Old Testament and new and come up with anything but that. So you may not be able in to Corinthians. It talks about it, too. Yeah, it talks about it in Corinthians yeah. that they, that the everything was everything came through Christ. Everything was right. everything yeah. was yeah created through Christ. But yeah, so so he's the word of God. Everything was created through him. Now, the word became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ and dwelt among us, right? And you get the whole uh, incarnation story in Philippians 2, uh, verse 5 through 11, okay? Now, he came, he didn't come to get any power. He already had power. He was already God. He was all the creator of the world. But he came to destroy the works of the devil. And we just talked about where that started in the Garden of Eden, right? So he came to destroy the works of the devil. So he's our savior. He's our redeemer through the crucifixion, resurrection. And then he ascended to heaven and poured out the spirit of God upon all flesh. And he is highly exalted at the right hand of God as king and Lord of the universe and the whole world. So some of these doctrines, this God upside down stuff has crept into the church. Okay, so you invert Daniel's 70th week, all of a sudden you go from Jesus Christ to Antichrist. We covered that in the first podcast. Uh, you invert the Davidic covenant. All of a sudden, Jesus isn't king. And you've redefined the kingdom. And then you can't see the kingdom, right? Now, the New Age actually gets some of this right. But then they twist it. They say the kingdom of God is spiritual. So they disagree with the dispensationalists who say, no, it's a physical future kingdom, right? In a future physical Israel. So they say the kingdom of a God came, it's a spiritual kingdom, and the kingdom of God is within you. And they quote uh, right out of, I think, Luke 17 or 19, kingdom of God mm -hmm. is within you. Well, yeah. the correct translation would actually be in the midst of you because Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and the kingdom of God was not within them, right? Mm -hmm. They were of their father, the devil. Among him. It was among so, them. Yeah among them right which matches up in the midst it's among you it's in the midst of you the kingdom of god's in the midst of you which matches it's, it's, up psalm 110 right he's yeah. ruling in the midst of his enemies so jesus terrible. jesus was in the among them so that, that See, Dave, we take the bible literally we we but we know we don't we're not blinded by the fact that there are there are uh metaphors and 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 there is alleg allegories, allegories metaphors poems the whole bible when you allegorize the whole Bible, you start to you start to make the, that's just a that's just a fairy tale, bro. That's just like Shakespeare writes at the same time, at the same time. You start to accept weird doctor. It's crazy, bro. Like we take it literally, but we are not blinded. I understand that. We don't look at it like, oh God, there's puns. The Holy Spirit uses puns in the Bible and stuff like that. But when you start to allegorize the whole Bible, you become up with this weird stuff that you're like. Oh yeah, I, I just I just believe the Nephilim and and the and the Watcher Angels. There are there are gods. We're supposed to, and you're like what, dude? You're not you're not getting the you're you're taking one verse out of the Bible and you're running a whole a whole doctrine through it. You're not you're not you're not listening. Well, dude, it's even worse. They they believe Anunnaki came, which are aliens, came to the earth. Uh, and they actually watch too much of that. What is that guy on the ancient aliens? Ancient, that, that yeah, dude? that's all. That's all Gnostic, bro. That's all Gnostic and New Age. That show, Kurt that show, von ancient von aliens. Von, or Kurt von Vonnegut or whatever his name is. That guy, the long yeah. hair. Yeah, I know you're talking aliens. about. Yeah, 
It's got to be that stuff is all. But but what the thing they do, just like Dave was talking, is they're gonna talk. They're gonna bring the Bible into that show, and they're gonna go over the Bible, a couple verses here and there, and it's gonna get people sucked in. And then they're gonna go and talk about aliens. And you see, even the 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 shape of the Earth, bro. Everything we talk about with flat Earth, it's like that actually encompasses all this because if there's a universe out there, there's and and God is, uh, let's say God's firmament is trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of miles away. It would have to be if if this universe is is correct that they're talking about. Then you're gonna have aliens be able to come because you're gonna take all these galaxies and all these different things. But you gotta understand, there's a we already talked about it. I don't need to go over it. We, we already have a whole podcast on it if you guys want to look. There's a firmament. The moon, the sun, and the stars are in the firmament, and God's throne is above the firmament. But, guys, it's really bad because all these people that go to school, there's like the seven liberal arts, uh, you know, all these things that, that the Jesuits and the Rosicrucians and the Illuminati and the Freemasons have all put into these schools, all these liberal arts, these seven, seven, seven sacred sciences are pushing people into believing this new age stuff, believing that the aliens are coming. They're they're preparing the world already. Santa Claus is real. The no, they're, they're, bunny preparing, is real. they're preparing the world yeah. already for alien invasion. Uh, that would be like a Project Bluebeam. They're already preparing people to uh, to accept this. And, and, and they're also saying on ancient aliens, instead of God creating humans, the aliens probably came and created humans even the gentleman that came up that that's a, like an evolutionist one of the biggest evolutionists says that hey maybe the 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 aliens were smart enough to to create our dna that's what he instead of saying just get to the point bro god created us okay yeah, i know i know I not know. evolution but i'm sorry to go off on a tangent get but go ahead creation. dave sorry sorry get on the creator more than likely more than likely you're right because uh if ascended masters return or whatever with the luciferian doctrine that that, that is what they're going to use so that that is that is new age part of yeah. the new age part of that doctrine now uh i want to so jesus christ he's he's god he's the word of god who is made in flesh the world was created through him he's our savior our redeemer and he's lord and king not over just us he's lord and king over the, all the earth okay that is very clear i hammered that out uh last uh show now satan what is his role now if i had to ask you guys and i don't want you to honestly answer me i want you to answer how you would have answered maybe a year ago from what you hear in church and what you hear from other christians if i said who's the god of this world who's ruling this world what would you say satan yeah right yeah. now would you yeah exactly so that that's what i hear too now first of all satan is not god right god means in, in the course. greek deity yeah. right yeah so that again is an occult doctrine that has infiltrated the church and and inverted who yeah, the god giving, is of this world giving, right yeah you're giving we just, we just talked and just said jesus is the god of this world he is the god and there's only one there's only one god so uh so people th that concept because they want to take down christianity and they are going to take down apostate christianity because i view the world war three dialectic is also paralleling revelation 17 and 18 the burning of the harlot system which is your tares your apostate christianity they are going to take it down okay they're never going to take down true christianity in revelation chapter 17 uh it, it, he says they will do war they will give their minds over to the beast and they will do war with him for one hour 
and they will go against the lamb who is the king of kings and lord of lords and they will not overcome him and those that are with him are chosen and and faithful so he will never overcome the true people of god of course we already have victory over death through christ so even if we perish physically right we overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the testimony of jesus christ so Satan is not the God of this world. Now they and do I'll take ask you that question again. I'm well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so, well, what they do, what they do is they take one verse, second Corinthians four, four, and they invert it. Okay. And let me just read it really quick because we've all heard this verse and we all think it's Satan in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of, the, of them, which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now we think the God of this world, Satan, blinded the minds of them who believe not. However, the Greek word, even though in the King James it's lower capital God, Satan is never referred to as this Greek word, theos, deity, anywhere no. in the Bible. No. And in that same verse, it says Christ, who is the image of God. That Greek word, image of God, is the same Greek word earlier in the verse. So if I just did a Greek study, I would say, well, that's that's God. Now, do we have any other verse in the Bible? I ask people, is Satan ever referred to as God, Theos, deity, anywhere in the Bible? And they say, well, no, this is the only spot. Why do we make a complete theology that contradicts the rest of the New Testament, right, that uh, Satan is God of this world? He's not, okay? So... I want to get the doctrine of Satan down really well. And this ties into Revelation chapter 20 because I briefly mentioned it in our prior two videos, right? I, we talked about the binding of Satan and the dispensational viewpoint is that happens in the future during a future millennial kingdom. And I'm going to go through some verses and I would challenge people, look at these verses and ask yourself, did the binding happen at the cross or not, right? So Revelation did you have a question, Jason, before I started? No, this is a good, this is a, okay. you're making a really good point right now. And if people are listening right now, and if you're not listening, and you, if you watch this and you listen this whole way through, pay attention to what he's saying. Just don't, you got to go through, you got to grab your Bible, grab it, listen to, listen to what he's saying and what, what he's doing right now and listen to what he's going to say right now. This is a very good point. If you have ears, we need you to hear. So go, yes, go ahead. I, I'm, 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 I'm 100% on board with you right now, Dave. Go ahead. So again, the occult Helvena Blavatsky talked about God upside down, right? Turning God upside down. And you'll hear that with a lot of the new age stuff, the inversion of God of the old Testament, so on and so forth. But they, I've, I'm convinced that through this Luciferian dialectic that they have inverted the role of Jesus and Satan. So Jesus is the God of this world. He's the ruler of this world. He's supreme. I mean, the Greek word under Lord you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the word in Greek under Lord is Kyrios, which means the supreme ruler, right? So if you mm-hmm. believe that Jesus is Lord, you believe that Jesus is the supreme ruler, not Satan. Okay, real quick, Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 through 3, and I saw an angel come down from heaven with a key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain was in his hand, and he laid hold of the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed for a little season. Okay, so my question is, when is this binding of Satan? At the victory of the cross or after a future second coming of Christ? 
What is the evidence for it in the New Testament? So if you go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 through 10, we're at the temptation of Christ before his ministry started, right? The devil take taken Satan, uh, Jesus, Satan take Jesus up to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, all these things I give thee, if you will fall down and worship me, then saith Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall you serve. So again, Satan's not God or Lord, so mm -hmm. not going to bow down and serve him. But the key is Satan had the power over the kingdoms of the world because the word of God had only come to the nation of Israel. They're the only ones that had the truth. Now, some people would like to take that and say he still has power over the kingdom. Well, that's the whole purpose of the gospel, to defeat this, the devil in his works and to go out and make disciples of all nations. Go out and pillage the spiritually desolate places and make them grow spiritually. Okay, so Luke 10, 17 through 18, the Lord Jesus Christ establishing his kingdom. And the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord... Even the devils are subject to us through thy name. And Jesus said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. Matthew's binding. Matthew 12. He said he saw. He said he saw right there. He said he saw Satan fall from heaven. Right. Like lightning. Yeah, he said, like lightning. Uh, Luke, yeah. Luke 10, 18. And he said yeah. unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Yeah. Right. And you go back to Revelation chapter 20 and it says, you know, that an angel came down from heaven, having key to the bottomless pit and, yeah. and cast Satan down into it. Right. OK, so Matthew's binding Matthew 12, 28 and 29. Jesus is talking. He says, but if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. Or else, how could one enter a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except first bind the strong man, then he will spoil his house. Right. And we find that same reference in Luke, uh, Mark and Luke. So you find that in Matthew, Mark and Luke. I'm not going to uh, repeat it three times. So the binding <laughs> of the strong man. Right. And if you go back to Isaiah chapter 53, the suffering servant. Right. Verse 12, it says, therefore, I will divide with him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Spoiling the the strong man's house because he poured out his soul into death and was numbered with the transgressors and he bare the sin of many and make intercession for the transgressors that's isaiah 53 12 that's pointing right? towards christ right there that, that's a, that's a yeah. prophecy right towards christ and that's where you got to get understand you understand right. prophecy from old testament to new testament you will start to learn that christ is not only real but he was prophesized many times in the old testament the so you need to yeah. read your old testament not just New Testament, you new age Christians get into it and start to understand prophecy. That's a really good point right there. Good job, Dave. So Mark 5, uh, verse 2 through 19, I'm not going to read the whole passage, but it's a story about Jesus and his disciples could not cast out this demon. And he says, physical chains cannot bind a man with unclean spirits, legion, which is 2000, and Jesus cast them out. So he has, he has total power over the principalities and powers of the world. In, in to go to the cross to do that he already had it he went to the mm -hmm. cross to free us yeah from the power of sin and death matthew 28 18 through 19 this is right at the end of matthew he says the great commission jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given to me in heaven and earth all mm -hmm. power is given to me in heaven and earth yeah. not just heaven 
yes. earth, everything, right? So we either believe he has all power or some people think Satan's the God of this world. In that case, they have God upside down. Oh, okay? Therefore, he says, therefore, because I have power, he goes, therefore, go out and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In other words, go spoil the Gentile kingdoms of Satan, which were spiritually lost or desolate. And, and real quick, real quick. What, what you just said, Dave, is like, that's another, like, I think I hit that, that point home on the Trinity podcast I was talking about, all power in heaven and earth. Who gets that type of, of power, dude, unless you're God? Like, nobody. You don't get that kind of power unless you're God. Like, like God is not going to take a man, like a Unitarian would say, and give him that type of power. That just doesn't happen. God's not going to let you bow your knee to any man. Like, you have... He's not going to say every knee will bow and 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 he they say every knee will bow in the earth, which is Sheol, uh, and in heaven and on the earth. Okay, every knee will bow to Jesus. So Jesus is God. Okay, that 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 that's hitting the point home right there, man. I have all Jesus cannot lie. First of all, everybody that's a Christian, you believe Jesus can't lie, right? Yes. So if he can't lie and he says he has all power in heaven and on earth. And, and, you know, you got to take that, you got to take that literally. He has all power. Yeah. And this, in this passage, therefore go out and teach all nations. This passage echoes Acts 1, 8, where he says, stay in Jerusalem and you will receive power from on high, Holy Spirit. Then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost ends of the earth, which you see quoted right out of Psalm chapter two, right? I put my holy king on my holy hill, Zion. Uh, this is my son, you know, today I begotten thee, ask me and I will give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost ends of the earth for thy possession. Uh, right. So that I a, happened. I have a question. Yeah, I have a question. So when Jesus says in acts that he's going to leave his Holy spirit now, like, don't worry, I might be going to heaven, but I'm going to leave my Holy spirit. Do you believe that the Holy spirit was still uh, on the earth when Jesus was on the earth or does Jesus need to be up in heaven and, and give us the Holy spirit for him to be down here on, or was the Holy spirit with Abraham as well? You know what I mean? Or did it only get put when at, on acts, when Jesus said, Hey, I'm going to leave my Holy spirit. So don't fear not. I feel like the Holy spirit was through the whole old Testament all the way through the, to the new Testament. And he's I'm spoken about differently in the old Testament. Like if you look at who introduced Rebecca to Isaac, an unnamed servant who, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm asking because I, I want, I want everybody that maybe that's, that's listening to maybe question this as well and find out because I think it's a good question because yeah, Jesus, I yeah, I love it. I, I want to hear it. Jason, good job on your answer. I like that too. And, so, and this, the spirit of God was there in creation, right? It said the spirit yeah. of God was over the waters. Yeah. So he, he, he has always waters. been in the world. However, in the old Testament, he was not poured out on all flesh. Okay. That was a promise through the prophets of, of the old Testament that when the new covenant came, it was, it was a prophecy that came with the new covenant, the pouring out of the spirit, the pouring out on all flesh, but the Holy spirit was in people, right? Peter says that the prophets spoke as moved by the Holy spirit. So okay. prophets had the Holy spirit uh, judges and a few Kings did, right? Okay. Even Saul had the Holy spirit and then the Holy spirit left him. And an evil spirit entered into him. Yeah. And David, yeah. after he sinned, said, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. So it was a select individuals in the Old Testament era that had uh, the Holy Spirit in them. And they didn't always have it. It was selective, right? So, okay. 
So that, that's how the Holy Spirit operated in the old. But in the new, you see in Jeremiah 31, uh, Ezekiel 36, and other places, I'm going to pour out my spirit on everybody in the new okay. covenant. So that's where the okay. change is. And that's what happened at Pentecost. And so we, as believers, we have that power. And the power's in the word. Jesus said, I think in John chapter 6, he said, my words are spirit. They are life. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's John 6, 63. I think anyway uh let me get back to the satan binding okay my my uh, case for satan being bound uh, john 12 31 he says now is the judgment of this world now shall the prince of this world be cast out now say this is satan and prince if you look at the greek under this it means ruler so now shall the ruler of this world be cast out sounds just like revelation chapter 20 cast down sounds just like uh, revelation chapter 12 john 16 11 of judgment because the prince of this world is judged right and then if you go to acts 19 you see that paul he said paul it says uh, moreover you see in here and not alone that at ephesus but almost throughout all asia this paul hath persuaded and turned away much people saying that they be no gods which are made with human hands so he's he's turning the whole world upside down and making converts everywhere, just saying you're, you're you're following gods that are made with human hands, not the true God. Well, I don't think Paul this is this is with the double bound. I don't think Paul has that same. I would argue from the amillennial viewpoint that we're living in that short season where the devil is let loose to deceive the nations because this is the Luciferian, right now. Right. Yeah. Right now. The Luciferian yeah. conspiracy that's going on. So. Uh, the nations are being deceived now, but there was a point where they weren't and the gospel was going out. And the gospel, it says in multiple places in Paul's letters that the gospel went out to the known world, probably the Roman world, uh, before the mm. destruction of Jerusalem. Ah. Uh, so Revelation 12, 7 through 9, and there was a war in heaven. And if you're formally dispensational like I was, I thought this was in the tribulation. It's not because at the beginning of Revelation chapter 12, you have the birth of Jesus. Revelation chapter 11, you just ended with a resurrection and the judgment of all nations, right? So it started over, right? It repeated. Mm-hmm. Revelation 12, 9 through 11, there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. The great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into earth, and his angels were cast out with him, right? You compare that back with Job and Satan had access to the throne of God yeah. and was making accusations, right? He's yeah. accusing the brethren, but now he can't because Christ paid the penalty on the cross and he's been cast out. No more, no more going to talk to God and asking if he could tempt right. this person. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, Colossians, Colossians 2, 14 through 15, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, the law which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. So old covenant gone and having spoiled the principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them. Right? So the devil had the power of death prior to the victory of Christ. Hebrews two fourteen. for as for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part of the same that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. That's mm. Hebrews two fourteen. 
1 John 3, 8, mm, he that committed okay. sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And then Revelation 1, 8, 18, he says, I am he that liveth, was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys to hell and death, right? So right. Satan had the power over us. Do you see how Dave's sin. teaching it? And when other people teach it a certain way, it doesn't sound that way. You're well, no, he's, a, he's teaching you're, in a non-dispensational view. You're teaching it a way where someone will be teaching it in a different way. And, and when they teach it, it sounds really, really good to, to their, their, they're like, oh man, this sounds really good to my ear. But when you teach it this way, it's like, you're not, under, if you really read it, you have to understand it yourself. And this is what I'm telling you that this is Acts chapter 17, 11, brother. It says, hey, study these things with an open mind, only to God, not to other things. Don't open your mind up to, to Confucianism, to Buddhism, to whatever, what do you say, pantheism, whatever it is. Yeah. Don't open your mind to that stuff. Open your mind only to the word and to, and you meditate on that, not anything else. Meditation is only good when you're doing that. But when you start to do that and you're like, oh man, this is written differently. This is explained differently. This is, this shouldn't be explained this way. And Dave makes me question that when I read it, I'm well, like, let me ask you a question, Dave. So when you talk, when you say that Satan was bound, wouldn't he be bound for a thousand years after Christ? Yes, and now he died. Hold yes. on, Jason. Once he died, he would be. Wouldn't he be? Wouldn't that be the time where boom, he's he's bound for a thousand years? Wouldn't it? because because he just now he you know he conquered death. Now now Satan is bound. Don't you think that would be the time when he? In your view, that would be the time when he would be bound, right? As soon as as soon as he died on the cross, right? Mm -hmm. So any any point of view, premillennialism, postmillennialism, amillennialism, those are the three views of Revelation chapter 20. You can poke a lot of holes in all three. However, I think I, I believe the amillennial viewpoint is the closest that's compatible with the rest of scripture, right? Premillennialism, I don't think is compatible at all. And postmillennialism actually lines up with kind of what the new age is looking for, the age of Aquarius, the new age, the golden uh -huh. age, where where it gets good. Uh, the gospel and the kingdom is just going to keep spreading until it takes over the world. Well, how do you account for the time where Satan's let loose? You know, so this is where your eschatology, so, yeah, study well, like that really comes into so, kicking into high gear when you got to study right, right and diligently. So eschatology comes down to you have to get the doctrines of Jesus Christ correct. You got to get the doctrines from the New Testament instead of going into the book of Revelation and creating doctrines out of Revelation. So when I look at the binding of Satan, I don't look at my own observation around going, well, the world kind of looks like a not very good, so I don't think Satan's bound. Well, that's not good study. What's the New Testament claim? So I go through so, all these verses, and Jesus is like, hey, we're binding up the strong man, and we're going to go spoil his house. The, the prince of this world has been cast down. The prince of this world has been judged. His works have been destroyed, right? So he, yeah, he can deceive people, but he was bound from one thing was deceiving the nations. Now, the can you obviously, on that, real quick, real quick, just because someone the audience might not understand what you mean by that. But so post millennial would be when Christ comes back, that's when he's going to bind Satan. So, like, this is a future event. Uh, what is the other one well, you, you mentioned? So, premillennialism is, is part of dispensation, is, is a dispensation. dispensationalism. Okay. So, that's Christ is going to come back. Satan's going to be bound, and there's going to be this peace. Thousand years of peace. Thousand years, and then he's let loose, and then we're going to do it all over again. Didn't they so, say nobody will die during that, that thousand years? That's something that somebody says, right? 
the, when you start thinking about it, there's all kinds of holes in it because you get the second coming doctrines from the gospels and epistles. And when you look at the gospels and epistles, Jesus comes back, he resurrects and judges all, yeah. right? He doesn't come back to set up a millennial kingdom. You don't find that anywhere in the entire Bible. Okay. So, so he, you get the second coming doctrines from the gospels and epistles. Then you see how they fit into the book of Revelation. You don't go into the book of Revelation because a thousand year period is only mentioned in half of that chapter of Revelation 20. It's never mentioned anywhere else. Any reference to a kingdom in the Old Testament is forever. Now, when you get to the New Testament, Jesus does use the term, and it depends on what translation. He goes, this is how it is in this age, and this is how it is in the age to come. Or this is how it is in this world, but this is how it is in the world to come. So when you get that concept down, the amillennial viewpoint is the most compatible with scripture. Um, now, uh, the the bad point about amillennialism, or one hit that you could do, is you what, what you asked me. Well, the thousand years. Well, mm -hmm. I have to view it as symbolic, as a long, complete period of time. I cannot take it as a literal thousand years because we're two thousand years after Christ right now. Yeah, See? that's what I was thinking. Well, that's the drawback on amillennialism. It's but when you look at the book of Revelation in Revelation one one, it says that it's a book of symbolism. It says I signified these things to the angel. So it is a book written in symbolism. When we're talking about the dragon here we're not talking about a literal dragon it's satan it's a spirit am yeah. i talking about a literal chain binding him no, no. it's symbolic right yeah. binding of spirit so he was limited on what he could do for this period of time during which christ reigned which you don't find that in revelation chapter 20 that he's reigning on earth either but you find in the new testament he's reigning at the right hand of god over everything so uh okay Hmm. so back yeah, this, to that's that's deep stuff guys what yeah. he's talking about right now this is this is deep stuff man and and you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna be in the trenches man like you're gonna you're gonna hear it at the at the churches man like everything i've heard my whole life you, you're gonna hear that, that 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 he hasn't been bound yet you're gonna hear that when when jesus comes back he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna bind satan for a thousand years nobody's gonna die in that thousand years there's gonna be a uh they said there's gonna be a generation that doesn't die during that time, you know, and there's a whole, a whole thousand years of peace. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of stuff and then people are going to have a chance to repent. There's a lot of stuff they're going to tell you. So this is, this is why pastors need to do this. If any pastor is going to listen to this right now, here's my advice to you. Okay. Please do this, man. Oh, no, don't no, advice. Like, hold yeah, on, Jason. Our question. Is, hold on. Please, here's please. my advice to any pastor right now. And, and you don't have to take advice from me because I'm nothing. But I would love it if you guys did this. Talk about all the different viewpoints so that people can pray to God and get discernment and find out what God is saying to them. Because if you just teach and hit on one doctrine the whole time, the seven-year tribulation, uh, Jesus is coming back, then he's going to bind Satan. That's just one belief. That's one interpretation of Revelation, one interpretation of Daniel 9.27. So please, will you please do this? Tell, the, tell your you know, the people that are listening, you know, your audience, the different viewpoints, so then they can pray and get to find out their interpretation instead of just knowing what yours is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say something cool. though? Can I say something before we go move on? You, you got to use the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's been, is, was he left here to teach you all things. So if you have a question about the verse in the Bible where you are stuck, write it down. Take it to the, take it to God and give it to the Lord. Say, look at, look at, this is, this is your, you made this promise to me, God. So 
I don't understand this. It's, I don't know where this is contradictions to some things. Please let the Holy Spirit teach me. And, and he will he'll take it to him all the time. And if you do that, he will, the Holy Spirit will work through you and you'll start to discern the Bible a lot better. Just don't jump in there and be like, oh, I'm the smartest guy in the Bible. I know what I'm doing. I'm just going to read it and, and I, I interpret it my way. God is the best interpreter of his own words. So you have to take it to him. I feel that's what I feel like. If you yeah, have a if you, good if, point, write your own journal down, take it to yourself. Like, you know, take a journal and, and write to yourself. Keep it secret. Keep it to where you just want to like, this is what the only deepest, darkest questions I've had about the Bible. And you take it to Holy Spirit and watch him work. work. He works wonders through you, bro. When you start to start to really just want to discern the Bible, look yeah. at Dave is doing. Dave is teaching something that is not in the pulpits right now. Davis teaches something the, what they're, they're, they are against in the pulpits. And if you remember what happened to the Jews back in the day in, 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 in one of their times, they were minus the pulpits and they got, they got, they got, their pulpits were not preaching stuff that was right. And look what happened to them in the Holocaust. And this is going to be like, this is going to be the person. I feel like today's Roe v versus Wade type of thing. Hey, oh, oh. All right. Anyways, the- came in my back. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, but Roby versus Way type of stuff that you're starting to go. <laughs> his and, his daughter just came in, so we gotta say hi to the, we gotta say well, hi to her. Hi. Well, this is the stuff. That, this is the stuff that they're teaching. Say hi, Bella. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> gotta get her out of here. Okay, so, but, get get her out of here and, and da- let Dave talk. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry, man. <laughs> okay, so back so to, to to even before you get into eschatology, because we can just we can go back and forth with different people on different views of biblical revelation. But for me, which was fundamental in changing everything, I went through it last show was the Davidic covenant. Okay, you read Acts chapter two, Peter at Pentecost, and you read Paul in Acts chapter thirteen, and you come to the conclusion really quickly: the Davidic covenant is fulfilled. Dispensationalism in that Schofield Bible tells you. The church taught for 1900 years, the Davidic covenant was fulfilled. Jesus is on the eternal throne of David in heaven, and the church is the kingdom and the Israel of God, the spiritual Israel of God. So you come to that conclusion, you're going to reject dispensational premillennialism altogether. So that's just a fundamental doctrine. Davidic covenant, if you're a pastor listening to me, Acts chapter 2, verse 25 through 36, and uh, Acts chapter 13, verse verse, uh, 22 to 41. Uh, Davidic covenant and you get to the book of Revelation it talks about you know Christ having the key of David you find that in Revelation 3 7 you find that in Isaiah chapter 22 22 Old Testament gives the prophecy New Testament gives you the fulfillment right the New Testament defines the Old Testament not the other way around that's what rabbis do that's what the Talmud does and I'm sorry to say that's what dispensationalism has has taught us so a lot of churches are teaching dispensationalism dispensational premillennialism but there are a lot of there are some churches teaching post-mill and amillennial position they may not teach the things that i do that maybe satan's been let loose because we're uh-huh. looking at the conspiracy so we're a little further along with that <laughs> pastors, pastors just don't want to get into that so going back to satan binding you go to revelation 12 again at revelation 12 verse 11 he says and i heard a loud voice in heaven now Come is come salvation, strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Not during the tribulation, because I don't think Revelation is in a seven-year future tribulation. Mm-hmm. So he says, now is come salvation, strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuseth them before God, our God, day and night. And they overcame him 
by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. That is another thing that churches are not going to teach you, right? So, but now has come salvation, okay? If you tie that to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, Paul says, and he's quoting from Isaiah, for he saith, Isaiah, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So in Revelation chapter 12, he's saying now is the day of salvation. Uh, the devil's been cast down. Paul's saying right now he's speaking to the church in Corinth. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And he's pulling right out of Isaiah chapter 49, verse 8. Thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time I have heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee. I will preserve thee and give thee for a covenant to the people. This is Jesus. To establish the earth to cause to inherit the desolate heritages, right? So uh, Isaiah chapter 49 is one of my favorite passages in Isaiah because it's all about Christ coming to redeem the preserved of, of Jacob and Israel and to be a light unto the Gentiles, right? Mm. So again, Paul's quoting right out of Isaiah chapter 49. He's saying, now is the day of salvation. Right now, you know. Mm -hmm. So you see that in Revelation chapter 12. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe in the comments uh, later, I'll, I'll put uh, all these Bible references for the binding of Satan document there. But back to God inverted and God upside down. OK, this uh, occult idea. So Second Corinthians, I'm going to read a couple scriptures again, and I'm going to read straight through. Now, the two questions I ask people is, is Satan ever referred to as God anywhere in the Bible? that the word the greek word dios uh, deity right and then my second question is does other scripture support god or saint or satan blinding people in unbelief right what is our rest of our evidence you you interpret scripture with scripture so if satan is referred to as god i should be able to find other verses that say the same thing and if satan is blinding people in unbelief i should be able to find that here's what i found Second Corinthians 4, 4, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Luke 10, 21 through 23, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of my father. No man knoweth who the son is, but the father and who the father is, but the son and to whom the son will reveal him. And then he turned unto his disciples and said privately, blessed are the eyes which see the things that you see. John 9 39. And Jesus said, for judgment, I have come into this world that they which see might not see and they which see might be made blind. John 12, 38 and 40, that the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report, to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe because Isaiah had said again, he hath blinded their eyes, hardened their heart, that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. Romans 11, 7 through 8, what then Israel hath not obtained? that which he seeketh for but the election hath obtained it and the rest were blinded according to as it is written god hath given them the spirit of slumber eyes that should not see ears that should not hear unto this day god right 
second corinthians 3 4, 14 through 16 and their minds were blinded talking about the jews for until this day remaineth the same veil untaketh away in the reading of the old testament which veil is done away in christ but even unto this day when moses is read the veil is upon their heart nevertheless when it shall turn to the lord the veil shall be taken away second thessalonians 2 11 through 12 for this cause god shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned because they believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. And he said, go tell the people, hear ye indeed, understand not, see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make, make the heart of this people fat, make their eyes heavy, shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert and be healed. Isaiah 29, 10. For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, and hath closed your eyes. The prophets, your rulers, the seers he hath covered. Isaiah 44, 18, they have not known nor understood for he hath shut their eyes that they cannot see in their hearts, they cannot understand. <clears throat> so you, you, you get this theme throughout the whole Bible that the one doing the blinding, and we're talking about blinding people that are already in unbelief, right? So that 2 Corinthians 4, 4 though, I guarantee you, if you look up the commentary, uh, most most of the modern commentary will say that's Satan doing the blinding, even though I can find no verse, other verses to support that. So in they are saying that Satan's God of this world, right? But is he? You know, I don't think so. I go to uh, you know we just mentioned Matthew twenty eight eighteen. All power in heaven and earth is given to me. Yeah. Ephesians one seventeen through twenty three. I'm going to start in verse twenty which he wrought in Christ, who he raised him from the dead and set at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet, right? Colossians 2, 8 through 10. Yeah, this, this is a warning, right? So you look at the modern commentary, you look at your preacher saying Satan's the God of this world, Satan's ruling now christ isn't ruling that's god upside down uh colossians 2 8 through 10 beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after christ for in him christ dwelleth the fullness of the godhead bodily and you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power Jesus has all power over everything. Yeah. First, first Peter 3, 20 through 21. Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven, is at the right hand of God, angels, authorities, powers being made subject unto him. Right? And then Philippians 2, 5 through 11, which we mentioned earlier. Let the whole story of the incarnation here. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Wherefore God also highly exalted him giving a name which is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of things on earth things in in heaven things on the earth and under the earth and that every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of the father he's he's again paul is taking right out of isaiah isaiah 45 22 through 23 he says look yeah. to me all ye saved unto the ends of the earth for i am god there is no one else i have sworn by myself the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return 
turn unto me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Yes. So, so you have that power of Christ. He has power over everything. And God of the Bible is blinding people in unbelief. Uh, So, but I came, what was really stunning for me is I came across one commentary that actually said this, the view, the view of the older people, uh, the early fathers, he said, let me read this. But God hath blinded the minds of unbelievers in this world, Irenaeus, Tertullian, Christosom, and, and a handful of others, and Augustine all pled for the above meaning. Augustine says it was the opinion of almost all the ancients. So the first 500 years of church history, at least in Augustine's time, says the one that's doing the blinding is God, not Satan. Okay? Uh-huh. Because they, they, did, they connected quite a, some of the scriptures that I shared with you. So again, they take one verse, they invert it, but even if you say it's Satan and you say, okay, well, it's a little God, he doesn't have any power. He's not ruling this world, but they take it and they create a whole theology out of it within the church that Satan's the God of this world. He's ruling this world and he needs to be defeated. It's, it's blinding you right into that Luciferian dialectic to receive the coming of Christ, the light the false light new world order defeating the dark new world order and Mm -hmm. apostate Christianity. Right. So that's why I wanted to share all this stuff with everybody so they could see that this dialectic and it's going to play out. I think and they're planning to play their part of it out. I'm not saying Christ is going to come in the next decade because nobody knows the day or the hour. Yeah. But it says we are children of light. We keep sober and we watch. But I I think of this way, if you look at Genesis, God rests on the seventh day, right? He wants to rest. He wants to have that. that. So the thousand years could be, because if, if you look at it this way, the world is only about 6,000 years old. Or they say it's about 7,000. So think about it. When Christ died on the cross and they started measuring time, like, you know, BC, AD, and he started getting a Gregorian calendar. What if it's, he? okay, now it's, now it's, he, he rested, he didn't rest. He, he had the, like, like you said, he died in our sins. He conquered, he conquered death on the cross. So that's when he was, Satan was bound. And then now that that thousand years are up, he, it's going to be, it's kind of like that, how you said now he's out deceiving the nations doing that now. And, and then he gets to, he gets bound forever. Like when, that's when God's going to like, you know, want to rest. Like he's going to want to kick it. He wants to chill. That's going to be a thousand. That's going to be when like, everything is 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 over it's it's like it's going to start new and that's he's gonna like he's gonna give he's gonna dude there's gonna be a new heaven and a new earth yeah, so you know? if you if you start to believe if, yeah. you start to, if you read the bible this way and you start to discern it yourself like discern it you're like man so you'll you'll accept it you'll accept the weird doctrine again you'll accept like some crazy like you said some luciferian doctrine like you want because you want to save yourself you want to say oh, i have time i have a little bit of time don't worry about it god's gonna God's going to give me a little bit more time to repent. No, he's not. Remember, he didn't save billions of people during the flood. Saved eight people. Okay, and only a few were raptured. So you think about this. Think about this. It's like, he doesn't, God doesn't need millions of Gentiles and millions of, of Christians. He just needs one. He just needs two. He doesn't need you. You need him. That's the thing. That's what people don't understand. God doesn't need A whole you. new age doctrine is about you needing yourself only self help uh you know you're 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 the one projecting this not 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 depending on god um so we're we're all the way to about 
an hour and 20 minutes in. We're close to the end here. Um, I want to just mention Johnny Cerucci. I just want to say thank you, Johnny, because this is how we actually, Dave actually, I think, found us through you. We appreciate you. Uh, he yeah. sent a little article to me. Um, and I, and I just want to read just a, uh, just a little brief little thing right here. Cause he always likes to, he likes to, to connect, uh, to, to the Jesuits, man. So let me, uh, let me pull up his article real fast and I don't want to cut Dave off, uh, from what you, what you're going to end on, but I just wanted to do this real quick. Cause I'll forget. <laughs> I don't want to forget, man. Johnny Cerucci, where you at? Okay. You got, uh, mm -mm -mm. Johnny, Johnny gets a, Johnny's a hothead. He's like. Well, I want to get, yeah, I want to get, Dave. I, I, cause if you read this stuff and you start tying new age stuff in the Catholic church is a lot of started. They started a lot of this stuff up though. And that's why I, I know he's going to get into that. And I like that. I like the way he's going because it did start a lot of this new age type of stuff is tradition above the word tradition above the, above the actual the real word of the, of the Bible. Okay. I, I wrote a little part of it. Sorry guys. I, I can't pull up the article because my phone's tripping, but uh, so Johnny search said none other than Pierre. Tilhard de Chardin is considered the father of the new age. What is particularly disturbing about all this is that the club of Rome is being spiritually divine spiritually uh, as an occultism on pages 151 and 152 of mankind of the turning point. Aurelio Pecci reveals his pantheistic new age beliefs talking about man's communion with nature and transcendent using the term no sphere in referring to the collective field of intelligence of human race. The uncommon expression cannot be found in the dictionary by the use of term of no sphere. Uh, Pecci gives himself away as a student of Pierre Tilhard de Chardin, a French Jesuit priest whose occult ideas and writings our latter discover had a deep impact on the new age movement. In fact, Chardin is one of the most frequently quoted writers uh, by leading new age occultists. Okay, guys. So man, all the dude, all they're doing is, Dude, like you don't need a spiritual guidance. You don't need a, you know, you don't even need a spiritual teacher. You don't need all this stuff, dude. All you need is, is Jesus Christ, bro. He's the bridge between man and God. That is your coach. Okay. You don't need uh, to call someone up and say, Hey, I need healing or uh, you know, I need you to, I need, you don't need to get into deep yoga meditation and find or take psychedelics and DMT uh, ayahuasca and, and just go, you know, ham and try to find God and oneness. Uh, you well, don't you'll need meet law of attraction. You'll meet him. All right. You'll meet him. And you're going <laughs> to, that's going to be the, the that's, that's problem. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be those, those uh, deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Yeah. Well, let me tell you guys, second Timothy verse four, two through five, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort, with all long suffering and teaching for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside uh, to fables. But you be watchful in all things and do afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Guys, listen to that. That is everything that's happening. You're going to get it's going to be like honey to your ears when you hear these doctrines. Okay. Because I mean, who doesn't want to not, you know, who, who wants to not do what thou wilt, who does not want to just live and not have to have any, you know, any, uh, any, anything like, like, you know, who wants to do everything. And most people would want to do that, like sin as much as they want. But guys, I'm telling you, there's, it's, it's not, who want the driver's the flesh. That's all of the flesh and that's not of the spirit, but um, Dave, what, what would you like to end on? Because we got like a couple of minutes here, man. Uh, you can end on whatever you want to end on. Um, go ahead, brother. 
Sure, I had I had a couple of quotes from Alice Bailey's book, and her book is called From Bethlehem to Calvary, and she lines out some of the five steps uh, of, of initiation, right? And she labels them birth at Bethlehem, birth at the Jordan, transfiguration, crucifixion, and resurrection and ascension. And she goes in and she quotes a whole bunch of scripture. And she says, Christianity is for us today, a culminating religion. It is the greatest of the later divine revelations. So they give Christianity uh, uh, credibility. They just think there's going to be a next one so we can ascend to the next level. And so they may try to sell a fake antichrist over in Israel, a fake physical mark of the beast that people think, you know, there's plenty of people thinking the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I think that's, yeah. it's just a, uh, a mechanism to, to, to kill a whole bunch of people is what I think with the pharmacia in Revelation chapter 18. Uh, a couple other things I want to read from her because I want everybody to know how dangerous this stuff is because it's cloaked in Christian terms. She says, but Christ came and emphasized the work of the individual saying, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. The new birth, the first initiation. The third concept, which was taught by Christ, was the, that which embodied the te technique of the new age, which was to come when the individual salvation and new birth had been properly grasped. This was the message or command to love your neighbor as ourselves. Individual group, group opportunity, identification with each other. This was the message of Christ. Upon this radical teaching follows the work of Christ with humility, resulting in an understanding of the value of the individual and his self-initiated efforts, efforts at release and illumination, right? Illumination. There's another one, another buzzword. Yeah. With the final objective of the group love and group good. Sounds like good stuff, good and love. Yeah. We learn to perfect ourselves in the consonance with Christ's injunction be ye therefore perfect, Matthew 5, 48, in order to have somewhat to contribute to the good in order to serve Christ perfectly, thus spiritual reality spoken of by Paul as the Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians uh, 1, is released in the man and can manifest in full expression. When a sufficient number of people have grasped this idea, the entire human family can stand for the first time before the portal that leads to the path of light and the life of Christ will flower forth in the human kingdom. Personality then fades out, dimmed by the glory of the soul, which leads like the rising sun disperses in darkness, reveals a life situation. This is already happening. The final re result of the work of Christ can be seen portrayed in us in his words to be found in John. It, she quotes over and over and over. So these initiations and this ascending, and at some point they're going to get a new revelation so that we can ascend to the next level and be like gods. They could cloak it in Christian uh, terminology, but I think this is the earth beast. I think this is the final uh, empire, but it comes after a bad period of time that a lot of people could view as the tribulation, right? A three-year, three-and-a-half-year tribulation, and after some bad times people will be willing to accept this false light that's going to come in and defeat satan and the evil occultists uh the world bankers and all those people right yeah so that's that's Dang, what that's i'm interesting i was just going to say all of this stuff all the conspiracies in the church outside the church can all be unraveled if you have the correct doctrines of jesus christ Okay, he's king. Yeah. He's king of the Jews. He's king of Israel. He's king of the whole world now. So mm -hmm. you get that down. And a lot of churches don't teach that. He's not king yet. He's going to be someday and, you know, in an earthly kingdom. And the new age does the same thing. They elevate Christ to this, this, whatever it is, this 
this this Christ, the historical Christ, but they don't say he's king and lord overall. So they end up in that same error place also, right? Mm, so, yeah. but for us as Christians, we know he's king of kings and lord of lords. He's our king, and and we serve him, and he freed us from from the pangs of of sin and death. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, Jason, did you want to say something really quick? We got like, yeah, three dude, minutes. I just want to say a, uh, if, if for people that are thinking like your salvation, we were talking about earlier, like it, it's a past, present and future thing. You know, are you saved? Will you, you know, will you be saved? Stuff like that, thing like that, that if you're, if you're questioning that stuff and you have answers or yes, to all those things that that's, that's good for your salvation. Just, I, I want to spend it out that that's what I wanted to say. Like, you got to think like every day you got to be trying to, you know, Am I, am I, am I getting closer to God? Am I, am I making decisions that are, and when you start doing that, you, you understand that you're, that's when you know you're, you're, you're a saved person. You start to get into that type of situation. If you think about it, like, and the Bible will, re, if you let it reveal you to stuff, it, you know, it, it will just don't get, uh, don't get confused with yeah. fairy tales and, and fables as as and you start putting it into the actual every it's, it's that you can't do that dude. you just got to say this anything that you want to find out spiritually is in the bible okay it's not in someone else's opinion or someone's spiritual world or in somebody's acid trip or somebody's dmt trip or anything like that guys it's in the bible it's already there so if you want to find out anything spiritual Look in the Bible. It's, it's the foundation for everything. That's the truth, okay? Not going off in these other things, dude. Uh, Alice Bailey, Blavatsky, all the spiritual leader, the spiritual shaman, and then all that stuff is going to, that's all from the devil and demons. So I'm going to end this in prayer, guys, okay? Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate you giving us this time. Thank you so much for letting us expose the evil and not just the new age stuff that we expose, but you let uh, Dave go in and just really start um, releasing some, 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 some doctrine that my Lord is just, it's blowing my mind. So we appreciate you, Lord. I just want to pray for everybody out there that is going through tough times, rough times. Um, I want to pray that uh, all these uh, there's so much deceit out there about this Roe versus Wade abortion, no abortion, Lord, please, Lord, I pray for all the people, please open their eyes, open their eyes, let them depend on you, let them know that you are the true Lord, not, not, they don't need shamans and new age and all this stuff, Oprah Winfrey, all this stuff, Lord, we need you only help people to depend on you and to depend on your word and to depend on Jesus. And, and Lord, we just ask you forgive us for our sins. Uh, we, we sin and, and, and we just, I just want to say, please forgive us for our sins that we've committed in the past, the future and the present. If anybody listening right now needs you right now, Lord, please be there for them. Put your healing hand. We appreciate you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you, Dave. Once again, we'll come out with another show, man. One hour and 30 minutes of straight fire. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Subscribe, hit the like button and hit the bell. Please. Anybody that's listening. God bless you.